Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. Welcome back to another mini-sode. I'm Elaine. John. I was giving them space. Case, you know, there there is no space. There is no Tony. There is no. Carly. Are you going to update people on um, Ben's? Uh, you would have to do that. Okay. Um. So welcome back again. As we still from come to you from quarantine to give you a short um, discussion on a fun movie this week on the podcast. Elaine's pick, pick. I picked my big fat Greek wedding. Which is a movie we could never do on the podcast because it does not meet any of our qualifications. But, um, fuck them. Yes, it got a uh, 62 Metascore on IMDb, a 76% Tomometer, a 73 Audience Score on um, Rotten Tomatoes. It had a budget of $5 million. And it made a And shit. it made $368,744,044. So it made a couple shekels. It made a shit ton of shekels. It's the second highest grossing, what was it, no, uh, return on investment of all time or something like that? Oh, really? What was the first? Uh, paranormal Activity. Really? Yeah, that made like a 1,000%, and this made like 600 and something percent. I don't, know. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the numbers. But before we get to that, Ben, my friend, listen to this. So last week, we talked about Over the Top, and Ben gave us this information. His favorite character is Terry Funk. If Terry Funk is a choice, Terry Funk is the choice. <laughs> that's, a good, that's, that's not a bad philosophy. His least favorite character is Michael Hawk. Fuck that little bitch. That military school must have been run by the Air Force. These are Ben's feelings, not ours. That's right. His favorite scene, literally anytime Stallone adjusts his grip to go over the top. His opponents are spellbound by his technique. Spellbound by his technique. They make no attempt to counter his obvious tactics. They can't. There's no counter to the over the top. No, it not. is the power move. Right. His favorite line is when Lincoln Hawk says, what I do is I just take my hat and turn it around. And it's like a switch that goes on. And then the switch goes on and I feel like another person. I feel, I don't know, I feel like a like a truck, like a machine. And his favorite tertiary object is that Hawk's is backward bad. hat. Okay. Right. Well, thank you, Ben. Keep them coming. Uh, and you too, if you want to have your stuff read, unless we get like a whole bunch of them, uh, then we're just going to pick one. But if you want to have your stuff read, go ahead and send it to us and we'll go ahead and read it. Uh, yeah. Usually it's it's a um, Audra update, but this week it was Ben. Speaking of Audra, I hope you guys have all been playing underappreciated movie podcast Bingo. Audra released two separate bingo cards for all of your fun um all right let's get to the movie watching pleasure all right so my big fat greek wedding is a movie that uh, is about a woman who's has a bit of a midlife crisis decides to make some changes in her life because she's unhappy and falls in love with a man that her family does not necessarily approve of on miller and hijinks ensue actually um, yeah i have this is based on her life like right Loosely? Yes, loosely based on her life. So this was written by Nia Vardalos, who plays, um, I don't know if I pronounced that right. Tula. Tula. 
And she married a man named Ian Gomez, who plays the character of Mike. So, Eon Miller's best friend is was right. was her real life husband. They're divorced, but they seem to be divorced. Yes, That's... and he and they're divorced, and he came back for the sequel. Well, I don't know when their divorce di- divorce divorce happened. It also sta- uh, stars stars John Corbett as Ian Miller, who I. And very much enjoyed in Sex and the City and Northern Exposure, which is a movie, a TV show you cannot find on streaming, and it pisses me off because I really want to watch it. I okay. tried. Well, they all came back for the TV show, My Big Frack Freak Life, except for John Corbin. Well, he's kind of a big deal. Kind of, yeah. He, you would, I mean, all the. I mean, he's no Imogen Poots. No, but he is. I would say maybe the biggest star. In this movie? No. Or the most famous actor? Famous actor, yeah. I'd say the, the most known person would be Joey Fatone. Because this is no. coming right up the heels of NSYNC. And NSYNC was huge. This was well after NSYNC. This was 2002. NSYNC mm. was huge in 2000. So This was him attempting to break out into movies, and it didn't really work. This Although is what Justin is said. I've had enough of this NSYNC thing. He's like, I'm going to go do something else. Um, yeah, but he's not a movie star. No, I didn't even say I said most well-known. I'm just saying. But everybody else in this movie has fairly impressive um, IMDb's. Lots of acting credits. Steady TV, actors. voiceover work. Mm. They're very steady. You probably recognize them. We got uh, uh, Lainey Kazan as Maria Porticalis, the mother. I always liked her in Harry and the Hendersons. We got Michael Constantine, who's Gus. He's all over the place. Um, Andrea Martin as Aunt Vula. And then again, Great actor. Joey Fatone as Angelo, the cousin. He's fucking great there's lots of great people in this movie this was directed by joel zedwick and or zedwick and he is a tv director Mm -hmm. he directed all kinds of shit all right um i have two reviews oh good the first one is one out of ten two important important points before viewing this film uh point one this movie sucks point number two c number one I'm writing the next two lines because I'm required to, li- to write at least four lines to make this comment valid. And that was by a T. Furrows. He's, uh, he's incorrect. Mm. Um, and then I have a 10 out of 10 by Hot Amanda. She says, this is one of the best romantic comedies I've seen in a long time. While some of the scenes come off as required material for an ethnic ethnic comedy it still has a freshness to it and though some of the characters seem stacked they are nonetheless endearing the writing is incredible and actually plausible which is generally hard to come by in a romantic comedy so there are some valid points there i think so all right so i think we'll do like last week and just kind of you know riff all right well one the door is open could you give that a shut before our dogs come in so the smoothie kind of opens. Check your bingo cards for the dogs. Uh, they weren't in here though. So the movie opens with a, a father and his daughter. And this this was the last scene that they shot. Mm-hmm. And with her being frump girl. Yeah, and I don't know if it was this scene, but it's just um, the father and Tula. Mm-hmm. And I said the sad looks in their face was because they knew this was the end and they were sad because the movie was over. Well, they both do look sad. And, and this is why. And he says, you better get married soon. You're starting to look old. And then we get a voiceover. There's lots of voiceover in the beginning of this movie. And the voiceover said, my dad has been saying that since I was 15 because ninth grade girls are supposed to do three things in life. Marry Greek boys, make Greek babies, and feed everyone until they die. Which I think kind of sums up the first... 
portion of this movie. Because right. we continue with the voiceover and we see her family growing up. And she's stuck in this life and she doesn't really want to be there. I feel like she just doesn't kind of, he just she just doesn't fit. Like everybody else is just happy and proud to be mm-hmm. a big, great, boisterous family. But she's, she feels like she doesn't fit in with her family and would rather be not in a giant Greek family, which I'm... Well, so, you know, sometimes you have a big, giant family that you just don't quite fit in. Then you join the Navy and marry a Swedish girl. That's true. And that's that works out really well. Um, but I, I enjoy this here where she's, um, you know, she was given a life. She didn't get to pick a life. She was given a life. She's working at her parents' restaurant, and she's got, you know, cousins everywhere. But, uh, so, we get this shot of her growing up, and the voiceovers are fun, because every, there's just the writing of this, she wrote the screenplay, and I really enjoyed the way she wrote this. My dad believed in two things, that Greeks should educate non-Greeks about being Greek, and that anything from psoriasis to poison ivy can be cured with Windex, which is a great... And this is where we get the, give me a word, any word, and I'll show you that the root is Greek, and her little friend's like, kimono. <laughs> and he did it, which is funny. But... Now she's 30, and she is what she calls front girl. And she was actually 40 when they shot the movie, so she was, you know. But. Looked look great for her age. I don't know what to say there. I don't know. She, but they, you know, they do that thing where she wears glasses, and she looks like she hasn't washed her hair, and her clothes don't fit very well, and she doesn't wear any makeup. They did the she's all that. Oh, my God, she's wearing glasses and, fr- and like, baggy clothes. Can we see that no she's No way just- she's hot. We see she's just unhappy with her life. She works at her parents' restaurant. Her whole big family is loud. Dancing Zorbas. We meet her. We see her sister, the Greek baby machine. Athena. And her her Auntie Vula, who if Nanny was an Olympic sport, my Aunt Vula would get a gold medal. And we see her Uncle Taki. And they're all, they all talk about her. Like, she's sad because she's not married. They're so worried because she's not married and how old she looks and that she's never going to do anything because all they care about is if she's going to get married. Because she's not too old. (laughs) <laughs> and don't tell anybody how old you think Greece. Don't tell anybody. But she's unhappy. She wants to go to... I have been to Greece. She wants to go to college, but her dad is like, no, right, why me, you want to leave me? Since you've never... Yeah, right? Since you've never been to Greece, I'm telling you about Greece. They have the best euros ever. Like, ever. I've mm-hmm. ever had. No one's ever touched it. They're so delicious. So now you're bragging about all the places you got to go where I did, when I just had to sit at home? Um, uh, we weren't married when I went there. Boom. Mm-hmm. And also, um, it was a, there's a place called Bar Street. Don't try to have a drink at every bar. You don't remember to go into the end. But you do get a Daiquiri Palace t-shirt? That was in Spain. I don't know where Daiquiri Palace is. All right. I don't know where Bar Street is. Um, in Greece. Rhodes, Greece. I never go anywhere or do anything. Well, no one goes anywhere right now. There's a quarantine. That's not true. They go to Walmart. Well, there's that, too. Which, I think Walmart is raising their prices because I went grocery shopping and I bought less than I usually did do and spent more than I usually do. Well, now's a good time to talk about it. I'm just saying. Well. Has anybody else noticed this? Ben. Hit me up. Ben, we got to know. DJ. Okay. um, Merry Christmas, by the way. And uh, let me know. She wants to make some changes in her life. And her mother helps convince her father that she should go back to school and that she should get to make changes. And she decides, and she starts caring more about her appearance. She starts wearing makeup. Wearing makeup, mm-hmm. dressing a little less frumpy, doing her hair every day. Just 
she's happy with this life change and it reflects in her appearance. And she decides she doesn't work in the restaurant. She wants to go work at the, um, what do you call it? The travel dealer, the travel she, dealership, travel agency. She wants to learn more about computer computers yeah. and stuff. So she, her Aunt Vula convinces Gus that um, I, she needs Tula to run her travel agency. You know, I love how they have the two women. Um, mm-hmm. They discuss about how they got... The father has to, Gus, has to make, think it's his idea. Otherwise, he'll never go for it. Mm-hmm. So they have to trick him into thinking it was his idea. And he's just like a, a big old sexist. And he's like, aha, a man, a man to come up with the solution. It's, that doesn't happen. Mm. Because the man is the head of the household. I don't, but the woman, she is the neck. I feel like we're a little young, but... With your parents' generation, and mm. my parents' generation, certainly. Yeah, well, maybe. They're the more the tail end, but our generation, we don't. And your grandparents, probably. Yeah. yeah, after the civil rights and the equality movement, especially like the 70s, 80s, so all those social changes that took place, mm-hmm. and finally were becoming more normal. Right. And that's when we grew up, because we are also middle-aged. Anywho... But you don't, need so, to go, you don't need to go to Greece. Before she goes to the travel agency, a very pretty boy comes into the restaurant. And her husband. Which and makes this scene awfully weird. It's funny. <laughs> but she sees this handsome man, and she's kind of... I don't know if it's love at first sight, but it kind of seems like movie love at first sight. Because he kind of strikes She was struck dumb. by what the, the, what the Italians say. She's struck by the thunderbolt. When you see or, that person, you're like, wow. Or Cupid hit her with an arrow in her buttocks. But so she goes to work at the travel agency. She's much happy. She's changed. You know, she's made some positive changes in her life. And she sees Eon Miller. Again, this very handsome boy. Who's not Greek. And who seems to see her. And he makes some eyes at her. And she's uncomfortable with him. And then she sees him again. A few days later, a few weeks. We don't know the timeline. There is no time in this movie. Well, because she had seen him at the restaurant. Uh-huh. And then she saw him at, at the hot she, dogs. Before she, yeah, before she got all the makeup and stuff, she yeah. saw him at the restaurant and poured a, coffee, a cup of coffee. And then she saw him at the restaurant at the travel agency and fell down. <laughs> well, no. First time she hit him. Then she saw him a second time at the travel agency. And he got his old lady ass kicking. And then she fell down. Right. Because he swept her off her feet. That's literally one, literally but they start dating and i like how she wants he wants to take her to a, a nice greek place dancing zobras and she's like no 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 my family owns a restaurant she has to admit that her family owns that restaurant and he's and, like i remember you and she's like mortified because she was she's like, i was from girl, girl. And she's like i don't remember that he's like i don't remember from girl but i remember you which is wonderfully sweet and romantic mm-hmm that even at what she considers her worst, something about her caught his attention. Now, I think Zora means boy. I don't know. It was in the trivia. I think it's Zora means boy. So it's dancing boy. I didn't actually read any of the trivia. You should have read the trivia. There's some interesting stuff in there. Well, I didn't. And I'm throwing it out as it, as it comes to me. But, so they start dating. But he's not Greek, so she can't tell her family. So she tells her family she's taking a pot- pottery class. So they're mm-hmm. dating in secret. Oh, Mr. Pottery class. But... Then the family finds out. And... Because her cousin, Nikki, heard something or saw something. So, somebody saw them who told Vula, who told Maria, and now everybody knows. And then Nikki came and found them and warned them. So then, to try to make peace, Mm -hmm. 
Ian goes to the house to ask Gus for permission to date their do- his daughter, and Gus says, no. no. <laughs> Can I date your daughter? No. And they're really upset that she would go behind their back and start dating someone. And then they try, Gus tries to fix her up with a nice Greek boy. Unfortunately, none of these boys are nice Greek boys. See, and that's one of those things that, um, not so much my generation, because there's you, but prior to that, um, you really didn't, well, for my people anyway, you didn't really marry outside of your ethnicity there. Yeah. I don't know if you had that. If that Was that a thing for your people? That sounds not as racist as I want it to be. Okay, so... <laughs> You have a very strong ethnic family. You're all Italian. You're big. You, this is your thing. Mm-hmm. Like when this movie came out, my mother said my, you should watch it, but change the word Greek to Italian. We have better food. Where I'm from, we don't have that kind of strong ethnicity. No. So you can date anybody you want. So you could pretty much date anybody you wanted. Mm. Now, there, like, there are... I don't know if it's just... Like, there are certain ethnic groups... In Michigan, where I grew up, that didn't date out of their ethnic group. Right. But but you weren't one of them. But I wasn't one of them because I don't have an I'm generic white girl number five. Well, wasn't that I couldn't? I know. <laughs> it's not that you. It's not that you know. But we just. I mean, now's a good she, time to tell you what my parent, what everybody in my family said the first time I met you is she's so tall. That's all anybody had to say is how tall are you. She's so tall because let's make it. Elaine is like what five eight. Yes. A, a tall woman in my family is like five foot. So she's like considerably taller than most of the men in the family. So all they kept saying is she's so tall. Yes. Well. And she's so pretty. I don't think they said that. No, they said she was very tall. But some people yes. said you were pretty too. My mother thought you were pretty. Well, that's very nice. My sister thought you were pretty. She was like, oh, what are you doing? That's weird. As if they thought you couldn't get a pretty girl? Come on now. What was that? Just keep going. What was that? I've, I've never dated anybody but you. Did you tell lies on I've, this podcast? I don't remember it. Mommy and Daddy are fighting. Mark that off on your bingo card. Is that on there? Is that? Oh, that should be on there. Mommy and Daddy are fighting again. <laughs> All right, bingo card number three, Audra. Write that down. All right, so they end up getting engaged. And when they do get engaged, her dad is so depressed about it. And he seems so disappointed in is her. Is he a nice Greek boy? No. But it seems more like that he just doesn't know anything about... Like, he's sad because he doesn't know anything about Ian and doesn't know that he'll take care of Tula and treat her right. Right. That any father would have that worry, not just a Greek father. I know. But it's uh, like he doesn't know her family and her background 17 generations back or his background, which mm-hmm. he would know if it was a nice Greek boy. Well, he's a miller. My, my mother married a miller. Yeah. <laughs> Same kind of thing. <laughs> so I got the live version of this, but no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. Did you get the live version? No, well, we didn't have that. It wasn't that big of a deal. Mm. It was, oh, okay. Mm. Meeting the families was fun. There was all of us that was kind of look like these people, and then people that were not like us. They were very nice, though. I know. Ed's family is more like my family. Mm-hmm. Hi, Ed. Okay. I don't think Ed listens. It'd be cool if he did. I doubt it. Ed, you should listen to the podcast. I mean, I don't know if your mom listens. Maybe she does. Maybe she doesn't. But she's more likely to listen than Ed. Hi, Mom. 
Um. All right. So now they're they're engaged. So and they're tr- and don't they have the engagement party now? No. So first, Ian tries to please to please her family. He gets baptized so that they can get married in the Greek Greek Orthodox Church. Does so meet the parents first. She meets his parents. No, no, no. Their parents don't meet. The parents no, no. don't meet. No, no. Okay. So. So they get baptized and then the so parents he meet? gets baptized. Mm-hmm. In which a, is in a, in a kiddie pool. In a kiddie pool. Nikki gonna be your grandmother. Her cousin Nikki. That's that's one of the funniest things in this movie is when they go to the restaurant to talk about Ian getting baptized. Gus says Nikki gonna be your grandmother, and they godmother. or godmother, and they look over at Nikki and she's adjusting her boobs. Oh God, it still makes me laugh out loud. Any godmother would do that. It was important to have your boobs in the right place. Right, because you have to go stand up there in front of everybody. So anyway. But no, so they do the baptism. Mm-hmm. And then Ian meets her family. Because all he's met at this point is her brother and her father and her mother. And Nikki. Like, just a couple of them. Because they go to the Easter party. Chistro Nesti. Echo Trejidia. Yes. Where, um... I actually have that whole thing written down. Okay, well, we don't have that kind of time. This is, this is a mini-cast. But uh, where her brother Nico threatens uh, Ian, if he makes his sister unhappy, he's going to kill him. <laughs> I'm hey, just Angelo! I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, no, what I'm kidding about is I got a knife, and I got a knife in him. <laughs> and then he's like, Angelo, right? And he's like, Ian, we're going to kill you. Opa! <laughs> I love and that the dancing. Scene. I know. But uh, so he... So after the that, then right. the family starts to take over all the wedding plans. But when do the parents meet? And then she invites his parents over to meet her parents, and and, and her mom invites the whole family. Right. So and instead of a meet, quiet family dinner, she, it's roasting lamb on a spit in the front she, yard. And she makes a bonk, 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 bonk cake. cake. Bunt, bonk, bunt. Oh, it's, it's a, a cake. cake. See, that's the best part of this movie is um, evidently the Greeks in this don't are so isolated. They have never seen a bunt in their life. Uh, I don't get that, but sure. And it's know. just a little, it's, it's a when worlds collide thing, you know, fish out of water type deal. Not everybody is this hip to the bunt cake. Who doesn't like a bunt? I mean. We, we I mean we got one because now would be a good time to have one. No, I should have bought one because I was at the Walmarts today. The Wal- Okay, well, we'll get back to that. But, um, so, the in-laws finally meet. It's kind of crazy. The Millers are obviously overwhelmed. They're from, you know, they have one child, and they don't really hang out with their extended family. Mm-hmm. They're very quiet, bland, white toast kind of people. And the uh, Vula gives them Uzo. Yeah, gets them drunk. Which, if you have a chance, people, try some uh, Sambuca, and if they can't find any, then have some Uzo. Sambuca is a better version of Uzo. Mm. Don't roll your eyes. It's delicious. But things proceed, and eventually they get married. And the wedding is just as crazy as you think it would be. Now, all of those bridesmaids were her cousins. All ten of them. All of those were actually her cousins in the movie. In Are the we, movie were her real cousins. Is what her I mean. real cousins? Yeah. Well, that's cool. And um, Joey Fatone is not related. No. He's Greek. Or he's Italian, he's not Greek. Well, people get those confused, you know, just in movies and stuff. Well, you're all Mediterranean. Right. And to be fair, there's a lot of intermingling. Yes. Well, you all have very similar... Like character. talking to my, my mother's father, he's like, yeah, you know, the Greek roots. 
but from Sicily. Okay, there's a lot of intermingling, mm-hmm. and you're all Mediterranean. Yep. But so the crazy wedding happens. This, they turn her into a big snow beast of a she bride. Was a, she was a beautiful bride. She said she was a snow beast. I like the part where after the wet, af, when they're driving from the church to the, to the reception, they're in the car. The after party. And Ian's like, where are you? Are you in there? And she laughs and she starts taking a towel to wipe off her makeup. With, and he's like, don't dab, wipe, wipe off. Who did your makeup, your aunts? And he's like, drag queens could get a few tips from your aunts, which makes me laugh. Since mm-hmm. I've started wearing lots of makeup the last couple of years, I'm way more aware of when they talk about makeup in movies, and it always yeah. makes me laugh and giggle. I don't know why. Mm. But then we see the reception, and it seems as though yes. Gus and Maria have come to terms and are just happy with their daughter. There's a wonderful reception. Gus gives a big speech about how they're apples and oranges, well, and they're all just fruit. Miller comes from the Greek word mila, which means apple. And portocalis comes from the Greek word, she means orange. So apples and oranges, they're different, but in the end, we're all fruit, is the quote I believe you're going for there. Yeah. And I they, might not be perfect on paper, but I'm close. And they give Ian and Tula a gift. That's what, that's what we do. We give, we, the parents give a gift. That's what Vula says to... Um, Harry and David. Rodney. Rodney. I was close. Rodney and Harriet. <laughs> Rodney and Harry. And they give them a house. a house. And then they live happily ever after right next door to her parents. And in six years, she has a baby. Now, what you don't notice is Athena had, what was it, three kids and was pregnant during uh-huh. the movie. And then six years later, she was pregnant again. So she has five kids. At least. Yeah. That was one of those She's a Greek things. baby machine. And also, I wanted to tell you that during their first date, in the background, there's two, like, containers. One has apples and one has oranges. Oh, That's nice. Yes. This is a really funny movie. Yeah. We don't have a ton of time, so we're not going all over the dialogue, but... The, the dialogue makes this movie. It's a very well-written, good script, and they make... They poke fun of that big family kind of a in-your-face, kind of over-controlling lifestyle mm-hmm. while showing that there's nothing wrong with it and that it's good and ha- wonderful at the same time while sh- poking fun at it. It's not malicious or mean. It's a really fun. good time. It's, it's, it's something. Okay. It still holds up. It still holds up. It's what, how old is it? It's almost 20 years old. Yeah. Wow. 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 Is that on the board? <laughs> I don't know which card it's on. I'm not. So those of you who are playing from the... <laughs> oh, no. This is just the same one twice. Never mind. No. I got to print it down. Anyway. Then we can play. Then we can play. But, um, yeah. So that's my big fat Greek wedding. I feel okay. like we didn't talk about any of the really good stuff. Well, there's a lot of good stuff. You know, let me give you my stuff here. And uh, mm-hmm. my, my favorite character is Angelo. Really? Joey uh, Fatone. And, I, and I'm going to... He's practically a tertiary object. No? You just go with your favorite character. Don't let me talk about it. He's my favorite character. Mm -hmm. Um, My least favorite character Mm -hmm. is Mike the Friend. No, no, not Mike the Friend. I changed it. It's Athena. Mm -hmm. After watching some things, I'm like, Athena's just kind of a mean person. Mm -hmm. Like, kind of shits on her sister the whole time. Doesn't really give a shit about her. Like, her brother actually cares, but her Mm -hmm. sister doesn't, so... 
Um, my favorite scene is where <laughs> Ian meets the family for the first time, mm-hmm. and her brother and Angelo are threatening him. He's like, I'm going to kill you if you hurt her. He's like, oh, I'm kidding. No, mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. But I, got, I have a knife here. And Angelo's, Ian, we're going to kill you. Um, my favorite line is they're vegetarian. They don't eat no meat. What you mean they don't eat no meat? That's okay. We have lamb. Because it is just unbelievable to the, to, to the Aunt Tula, Vula here that they wouldn't eat meat. So she made lamb. Doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's a good line. Is tied with, in Greece, she's not too old. Um, and my favorite tertiary object? See, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time picking a tertiary because nothing really stands out as that great. So I'm going to go with uh, Cousin Angelo. He can't be both your favorite character and your favorite tertiary object. Then my favorite character will be Aunt Vula. All right. <laughs> and I will give it a yay. It's it's fun. This is a fun movie, and you should watch it. Okay. My favorite character is Vula. Me too. I, she's really, really funny. I also really like Gus. They're just both really funny and amusing to to listen to. My least favorite character is Athena because she's just mean, right? And it just seems like there's like they give Nick an actual character, mm-hmm. but they don't really give Athena much to do. No. Which why is she even there? To be the mean sister. My favorite scene is the Easter party from start to finish. Oh, it's so funny. I love the threatening of Ian. I love the he don't eat no meat. Mm. I love when uh, when Ian tries to say the Easter greetings and just can't. Echo Treya It's just, it's really funny. Really good to be saying. Everybody come in the house. That's a different party. Oh, is it? Yes. Bourgeois. That's that's when they meet the in-laws. Ah, you know, it all kind of runs together. It's just a fun moment. My favorite line is the sequence of lines. Gus says... Isn't it a line? Well, it's... Just go ahead. It's the last line just of the sh- sequence. Gus says, anyways, I tell her I will send her to Greece to find somebody. And Taki says, she's not too old. In Greece, you don't tell anybody how old she is. Vula says, ah, there you go. And Gus says, she don't want to go. And Taki says, she don't want to go. And then Gus says my favorite line. No, it's like she don't want to get married. <laughs> Which always makes me laugh because they're so shocked and horrified that she might not want to get married. Right. Makes me laugh. Uh, my favorite tertiary object is the bridesmaid dress that they wear at the wedding. But specifically, the reveal of the bridesmaid's dress. Nikki. When Nikki comes in and she's in that coat and then she takes the coat off and is like, and everybody's like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And Tula's like horrified. That's why we looked. My favorite tertiary object. Um, of course you're going to yay it. But I am because I play, picked it. We're not playing by rules right now. No, this is a fun movie. And right now, I know many of you are like John. Who's running out of shit to watch. And you're bored. You're bored and you're... Like, seriously, John is running out of some shit to watch. I've been reading books, but he is doing some deep dives. Now, now this movie has a sequel and a TV series. Don't watch the TV series. Don't show. watch the TV series. It wasn't good. They were... I think they had... They ran out of stuff to do. The sequel 
I will give it a mild recommend, but only watch it once just to see what happens. I'm, I, I'll give the sequel a maybay. If you come across it, give it a watch. There's enjoyable stuff in there, but don't watch them back to back. No, the second one's going to look like dog trash. Dog trash. Like, if you watch it I only recommend the second one to people who have seen this one, enjoyed it, but probably haven't seen it in like three years. And didn't know that there was a sequel. So you're like, oh, maybe I'll take a look. And you watch it, and you're like, oh, that's good. I didn't get a song. You should I probably forgot. get a song. All right. Well, maybe you should talk about stuff then. All right. So um, follow us on Underappreciated Dogs and whatever the hell Carly says. You know the stuff. Friends, you know what it is. You're supposed to be making things take longer because it's going to take me a while to find a song. Well, and so here's the here's the thing. Folks, I hope you're enjoying your um, your, your time off. And we're trying to do what we can here. We're going to... We're going to keep these going, these mini-cast, these mini-sodes, as long as we we need to until we open back up and we can get the whole team back together. Um, So um, we're not really planning out episodes, and I was talking with Tony, and I had joked to him that I was going to do Dragnet, and he was very upset. And I told him, I will never do Dragnet without you. That would just be wrong. So stay tuned next week on the podcast. We don't know what we're doing. It'll either be Carly's movie, which I forget what it was. Her movie was, I have it written down, uh, Hello, I Must Be Going. We did the same thing last week. We did. Hello, I Must Be Going, or I'll pick something else and we'll have some fun with it. Or maybe Tony and Carly will do something. We don't know. We don't know. But I do know that we forgot to talk about putting Windex on stuff. We'll get. We'll talk about that next week, I guess. But... Well, that what? It's one of the funniest things this movie, how Gus keeps putting Windex on it. Eon get rid of an acne with some Windex. Because, yeah, they got married, and he's like, well, because Tula said I had a zit. And he's like, oh, I had one, too. Where? Right here. Oh, I put some Windex on it. It's gone. I feel like this was not a good episode. Well, because it was fast. We're doing quick. We're quick. I know, quick. but I feel like last time we had shit to say and you didn't say anything for well, last week was over the top. It was a much shorter movie with action scenes. There wasn't a whole lot going this on. This movie's only an hour and 35 minutes long. Yes, but over the top is an hour and 35 minutes and 45 minutes of it is arm wrestling. 